0: All right, Skull King Nation, we are continuing our Inside Look series uh, as we enter into NFL draft season, and our next guest that I uh, am very excited to talk to, uh, the voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes, Mr. Paul Keels. Paul, thank you for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, Ryan. Glad to do it.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with uh, the the quarterback that a lot of people think is going to be the first quarterback taken in this draft, Um, a, a phenomenal talent. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, six three, two hundred and twenty pounds, uh, had a, an amazing season: forty eight hundred pass yards, fifty touchdowns, seventy percent completion percentage. Uh, just if you could give us just a little bit of a, of your perspective on the kind of season that Dwayne that Dwayne had.
1: Well, it was a pleasantly surprising season, Ryan. Really, all people had seen prior to two thousand eighteen of Dwayne was some mop-up duty the year before. And then at a late stage in the game in Ann Arbor against Michigan, he had to come in and replace JT Barrett when he was injured and and kind of keep a drive alive that helped him come from behind to win the football game. But for him to do what he did last year, nobody would have expected probably even half that production. Uh, Incredible accuracy, really took advantage of an outstanding group of wide receivers, not just from a pass catching standpoint, but outstanding blockers, great special team players that really helped set a tone overall for this football team. And Dwayne just continued to get better and better. Uh, There were times where his lack of rushing ability became a little bit of a deterrent. But late in the season against Maryland, uh, we saw him uh, really take advantage of some running opportunities just to at least get a few positive yards. Uh, But a guy that, you know, with his size, with his numbers and his accuracy, and, and also his flexibility with long and short passes, uh, there's really reason to be excited about his potential moving to the next level.
0: Yeah, I mean, when watching his game tape, uh, th- I mean, the thing that really stands out is his his strong arm um, and the accuracy to go along with that. I mean, how many times that he's hitting, you know, Paris Campbell, um, uh, who's a, uh, was it, uh, ter- uh, Terry McLaurin, on the fly, I mean, just in stride, with rifling shots in there from, from, uh, from you know, 30, 40 yards down the field and even farther. Just his, his strong arm and the ability to just drop dimes it was just a, a, an amazing thing to watch on his game film.
1: Well, it speaks to his physical ability, but it also speaks to the talent of those receivers. Uh, getting production out of the tight end position. Uh, the offensive line, which, you know, probably didn't play as a group overall as well as uh, offensive lines in the recent years at Ohio State, but a group that continued to improve. And then as the rushing threat, both for Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins, started to at least become a little more prevalent at times. That created a little bit of the balance uh, that allowed Dwayne to have the season that he had. And, and I don't think you can underestimate also uh, the influence of Ryan Day, the quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator, acting head coach for the first three weeks, and now new head coach. So... It, it a lot of those things were part of the puzzle that really led to Dwayne having the success that he had
0: yeah i you mentioned you mentioned uh, um you know his lack of his lack of mobility a little bit i I think the one thing that he he was able to from what I saw able to move around in the pocket when he needed to, but really he had such i you know a lot of what I saw he had a lot of uh, of great protection from that offensive line. They did a really good job from what I could tell of 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 keeping a pretty clean pocket for him. Um, one of the things that I've seen kind of as a as a uh, a warning flag, I guess you could say, that that people said is, you know, how well does he deal with pressure because of the amount of, of, of you know, I guess you could say lack of pressure that he got this year because of the, the defense or because the offensive line playing pretty well. You know, just how is, you know, in some of those things that maybe aren't on some of his highlight film, how would you say that he kind of deals with pressure in the pocket?
1: Well, for the most part, I thought he dealt with it very well. Uh, you know, an offensive line is only going to be able to hold up so long. And I think certainly you look at some of the defense in the big 10 and there were, you know, some very solid groups there, but um, you know, at times what what became an issue was the lack of a consistent running threat. Uh, Once that became a factor that helped in that area. And I think also too the the receivers being able to get open, uh, you know, you mentioned Paris Campbell. He was a guy that they did a lot of things with fly sweeps and shovel passes and and, and was a player who could really do an outstanding job once getting the ball in his hands, then adding yards after catch. So th- there were a lot of components that went into that, but but overall felt like he did a very good job of dealing with pressure and reading what the defense was providing.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, I've, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where he goes with, with some of the quarterback needy teams coming early in this draft um, to see, you know, where he goes. And, and um, you know, maybe if he could, you know, if he goes to say somewhere like a, uh, the New York Giants, you know, are they going to continue to use Eli for another year and get, you know, Dwayne a little bit of time um to kind of learn the system and get into it before, you know, throwing him to the fire? Or does he end up with a team that, you know, they don't have much of a choice. He is going to be the starting quarterback. So I, I think it's definitely again his arm talent, um honestly what, what exudes to me is as confidence uh in his abilities Um, definitely, I think, is going to play very, very well in the NFL when he gets his chance.
1: Well, he's a very well-spoken, very polite, kind of a quiet young man. And his leadership, uh, from what the way the coaches talk, did improve in the huddle during the course of the season. But, you know, he's a guy with with natural ability that will, uh, at least there's reason to be optimistic. He'll do well whether he has to learn for a time behind somebody. And, you know, a great example of that was how he learned being a backup to JT Barrett. If he goes to a team where he's put into a situation where he has to play right away, uh, you know, there's reason to be optimistic, uh, provided that there's the right pieces around him. So, uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of signs that point to good things for Dwayne Haskins moving forward.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, you, you talked about the, the, how the running game kind of improved as the season went on. Uh, Mike Weber, uh, next guy we want to talk about, running back 5'10", 214 pounds, um, had just under a 1,000 rushing yards, five touchdowns, uh, averaged five and a half yards of carry, uh, was able to catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield I see, about 21 receptions. Can of give us a, an overview of, of Mike Weber um, from this past season?
1: A young man that really benefited from a redshirt freshman year to be able to get himself physically where he needed to be and, and learn the offensive system. Ohio State had Uh, you know a guy that has a thousand yards in his career uh, a couple of years ago got close to it this year uh, really improved as a blocker as you mentioned uh, his ability to catch balls out of the backfield and just a very very competitive young man it was it was pretty apparent as the season went on that he was most likely going to forego his final year to go pros but but a guy that at times showed showed some good breakaway ability uh, and, and really showed the ability to get some of the tough yards when needed between the tackles.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say what you know. One of the things that again, look watching some of his game tape, um, really solid base. Um, you know, can be slippery in tight places when he needed to be. Uh, you know, he. Uh, you talked about his toughness. He really looked like he. You know, when he needed to, ran through contact. He would initiate contact with linebackers and and defensive backs. Would keep his legs churning. It, uh, definitely, he he ran very aggressively. Uh, especially when he really needed to to get those extra couple of yards.
1: Well, and that sums up Mike Weber. And, and certainly he, it benefited him to have another tailback in J.K. Dobbins to be able to absorb some of the load and some of the physical pounding that they take in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, a young man that that had to deal uh, two years ago at the beginning of the year with a hamstring injury that somewhat limited him, but but ran motivated, uh, ran aggressively, uh, pass protected very well because that was something that that Ohio State's coaches put a high premium on it. was a standard that Ezekiel Elliott set and yeah. and really took it to a high level. But no, but a but a very much a positive influence as far as a running back.
0: Yeah, and you know, you, just looking at his size, five ten, two hundred and fourteen, has a little, or you know, it's not a what you would call like a bowling ball stocky build, but definitely a solid build for his size to be able to you know take some of those hits um, and to be able to deliver some hits as well as a running back. Um, you know, the one thing I know is that he's, he's not a burner. Um, you know, he he has, the, he has the speed to to hit the corners when to, or to hit the edge when necessary, but he obviously isn't one of those guys that's going to just, you know, outrun everyone. He's, he's, he's going to get a lot of the given tough the
1: opportunity, he can break away from defenders, and we've seen that over his career. Not just a tough runner, but a guy that can be elusive and, and given the chance he he can do well when it comes to heading to put one foot in front of the other.
0: Yeah, he like you know and like I said you know his his ability to to slip in and out of tight spaces uh to really get going I you know is very very impressive especially for a guy that tends to be you know like you said a you know kind of uh a tough runner, um, the ability to be slippery. And then, you know, at the, at the end, like he's not going to, he's not going to blow people away, but he can, he does have that extra gear. It looks like to, to get away from, uh, especially defensive backs, uh, moving down the field. So, um, again, another guy that, uh, you know, to me, it looks like he may with some of the running back talent that's in this draft, maybe, you know, more towards that, you know, end of second, into the third day, but definitely someone I think that could be a contributor. Um, Definitely a contributor to an NFL team.
1: Uh, you summed it up. Couldn't agree with you more. All
0: right. Uh, and uh, the last guy that we want to talk about, uh, the wide receiver, Paris Campbell, 6'1", 208 pounds, um, really looked like a phenomenal season, 90 receptions, 1,000 uh, receiving yards, 12 touchdowns. And like you said, used a lot on, on like the jet sweeps. Kind of give us a, a little bit of kind of your perspective on on Paris Campbell.
1: Well, well, first off, one of the most wonderful young men that you would ever have a chance to meet and speak with. Just an incredibly polite, energetic, uh, just a guy that you're glad to be around when you get a chance to be around him as a person. What well, people have to remember, Paris was a high school running back. And when Urban Meyer was re- uh, recruiting him, he actually was recruiting another player on his team while Paris's high school was playing in the state championship game and got the, really to notice his ability and his breakaway speed. So Ohio State brought him in as a receiver after he'd been a running back in high school. Uh, Had to deal with some concussions early in his career, but a guy that really had to learn how to be a receiver, learn the nuances of routes, pass blocking, things like that, uh, was used at a time in his career as a kick returner, but a guy that really was able to do some exciting things with running the jet sweeps, being able to, at times, line up in the backfield. Uh, His speed getting away from defensive backs and Really being able to catch passes, whether it was from J.T. Barrett or Dwayne Haskins, made him a deep threat anytime he was part of the consideration of the play. And a guy who's uh, who really also excelled in special teams as a gunner on punt plays. So he's a guy that really is going to get an op- an opportunity just because of his physical ability, his 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 very engaging personality. Uh, and because of his statistics, to really get a good look at doing some things in professional football.
0: You know, you mentioned his speed. I saw, uh, I did a little bit of look up on him um, as a as a, a what was it a thirteen year old said that he ran a four three forty. You know, talking about his his track abilities as they were getting ready to, you know, as he was getting ready to go into high school. Um, how he is just he is an absolute burner. Um, we I did an interview uh, earlier about uh, um, Marquise Brown from Oklahoma, and there's a lot of debate about which of those two guys is faster. Just the absolute speed that Paris has um, to get down the field to pull away from defenders um, really is is an absolutely impressive.
1: Well, you can't coach speed, and he's got that. And not only when it came to catching the ball, but also his ability to be able to influence plays with blocking. Uh, to be able to cover punts, that was one of the things that you know, not only just Paris Campbell but Terry McLaurin—they really excelled at—and was really part of setting a great example amongst the Ohio State football team about how to pl- not only play the game but practice the game.
0: Yeah, you know, I, you know, talking about uh, blocking wide receivers, you know, uh, being from Seattle and seeing the the Seahawks, there there are a lot of teams that, especially if they're a little more run oriented, that the the ability to block. From the wide receiver position is so key for a lot of those kinds of teams, and it again you know seeing uh, you know watching uh, one block especially uh, in uh, in mike Weber's game tape um, where Paris kind of came down and sealed the edge and basically took out two guys two defenders at the same time to give uh, Mike a chance to get up field and gain like I think it was like forty yards um, definitely you know shows his his tenacity and I think what helps him is being six one 208 pounds having a little bit of that size is going to help him in those blocking things as well
1: well that's something that really has been a staple since urban meyer got here he constantly makes reference to evan spencer a receiver who was on the 2014 national championship team and the example he set is a blocking receiver and uh, that's something that they continue to harp on in that position room And guys certainly when you think about how um Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, and some of the returning receivers that they have coming back for 2019. That's something that those folks have understood. They've got to be able to work at that to be able to get on the field and get passing opportunities, and, and Paris Campbell was a guy who benefited from that.
0: All right. Well, do, do you have maybe just a, a couple minutes to just give a couple words about Terry McLaurin since, you know, he's, he's also been invited to the combine and has, you know, has been vaunted. You know, some people say that he's a, one of the top 100 recruits. Would you have just a couple minutes to just – a couple thoughts on him?
1: A lot of the same things about Paris Campbell, uh, an outstanding young man, a guy that has certainly in the last two years of his career shown the threat that he can be as a receiver, whether it's intermediate routes or being able to get beyond people and get by defenders, an outstanding blocker, and a guy that just really worked at making himself uh, an outstanding college football player. Came in with great credentials out of Indianapolis, but uh, really just continued to slide up the chart as far as his uh, acumen of performing, playing the game, practicing the game, uh, you know, maybe not the blazing speed that Paris Campbell has, but a guy that certainly has been a big part uh, of why Ohio State's offense has had success in recent years.
0: Yeah, he was definitely a guy that you know, looking at, at his toughness. He has very, very strong hands. Seeing what he was able to do with contested catches, with defenders on his back, and seeing his his focus and his and his strength um, in those types of situations uh, was definitely very uh, was was very good to see.
1: Well, and again, a young man that when people get a chance to interview him and talk to him, they'll be impressed by who Terry McLaurin is.
0: All right, thank you so much again. We want to thank you, Paul, for for taking the time to join us uh, to to talk about these players. Uh, as I've you know said at the end of uh, all these interviews, it's it's exciting for me to get a chance to speak with people who have uh, seen these players up close and had a little bit more of a of a of an intimate view of uh, of what these players can do so again paul thank you so much for for giving uh, of your time uh, for uh, for us
1: my pleasure ryan glad to do it
0: all right you have a wonderful day all right take care hey skulking nation thank you for listening to the skulking football podcast did you like this episode if so be sure to go to itunes stitcher google play and youtube to subscribe also please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues